Welcome to Hip Hop History. This week, we are going to change it up a bit once again. Inside of an artist, album, beef, or radio host, we're going to get into a film that tells the story of hip hop culture, gentrification, racism, and police brutality. From a legendary filmmaker, Spike Lee, the film Do the Right Thing, a 1989 dramedy film produced, written, and directed by Spike Lee. It stars Spike Lee, Danny Aiello, Ossie Davis, Ruby D, Richard Edson, Giancarlo Esposito, Bill Nunn, John Turturro, and Samuel L. Jackson. It is the feature film debut of both Martin Lawrence and Rosie Perez. The story explores a Brooklyn neighborhood's simmering racial tension which culminates in violence on a hot summer day. The film was a critical and commercial success and received numerous accolades including Academy Award nominations for the Best Original Screenplay and Best Supporting Actor for Aiello's portrayal of Saul, the pizzeria owner. It is often listed among the greatest films of all time, and in 1999, the film was deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant by the Library of Congress in its first year of eligibility, and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry. Lee first got the idea for the film after watching Alfred Hitchcock present's episode Shopping for Death, in which the main character discusses the theory that hot weather increases violent tendencies. He was also inspired by the 1986 Howard Beach racial incident in which an African-American man was killed, and also the shooting of Eleanor Bumpers by police. Lee wrote the screenplay in two weeks. Here is the synopsis of the film, but if you haven't watched the film, please do. Mookie is a 25-year-old pizza delivery man living in Bedford-Stuyvesant with his sister Jay. He and his girlfriend Tina have a toddler son named Hector. Mookie works at the local pizzeria owned by Sal, an Italian-American who has been in the neighborhood for 25 years. Sal's eldest son, Pino, is racist and does not get along with Mookie. Because of this, Pino is at odds with both his father, who refuses to leave the majority African-American neighborhood, and his younger brother, Vito, who is friendly with Mookie. Many distinctive residents are introduced, including the mayor, a friendly drunk, mother-sister who watches the neighborhood from her brownstone, Radio Rahim, who blasts public enemy on his boombox wherever he goes, and Smiley, a mentally disabled man who meanders around the neighborhood trying to sell hand-colored pictures of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. While at Sal's, Mookie's friend Buggin' Out questions Sal about his wall of fame. A wall decorated with photos of famous Italian-Americans, Buggin' Out demands that Sal put up pictures of black celebrities since Sal's pizzeria is in a black neighborhood. Sal replies that it is his business and that he can have whoever he wants to on the wall. Buggin' Out attempts to start a protest over the wall of fame. During the day, local teenagers open a fire hydrant and douse the other neighbors to beat the heat wave before officers intervene. After a phone call, Mookie and Pino begin arguing over race. Mookie confronts Pino about his negative attitudes towards African-Americans, although the latter's favorite celebrities are black. Pino expresses his contempt for African-Americans to Saul, but Saul insists that he will not leave the neighborhood. That night, Buggin' Out, Radio Rahim, and Smiley march into Sal's and demand that Sal change the wall of fame. Rahim's boombox is blaring and Sal demands that he turn it off, but he refuses. Buggin' Out calls Saul and Sun's Italian slurs and threatens to close down the pizzeria until they change the wall of fame. Sal calls Buggin' Out the N-word and destroys Rahim's boombox with a bat. Rahim attacks Saul, leading to a fight that spills out into the street and attracts a crowd. The police arrive, break up the fight, and apprehend Rahim and Buggin' Out. Despite the pleas of onlookers, one officer refuses to release his chokehold on Rahim, killing him. Realizing that Rahim has been killed in front of witnesses, the officers place his body in the back of a squad car and drive off. The onlookers, enraged about Radio Rahim's death, blame Sal and his sons. The mayor tries to convince the crowd that Sal was not responsible for his death, but the crowd remain where they are. Mookie grabs a trash can and throws it through the window of Sal's pizzeria, sparking the crowd to rush into the store and destroy it. Smiley sets the building on fire, and the mayor pulls Saul, Pino, and Vito out of the mob's way. Firemen and the riot patrols arrive to put out the fire and disperse the crowd. After they issue a warning, the firefighters turn the hoses on the rioters, leading to more fire. 
fighting and arrest. Moogie and Jade sit on the curb watching in disbelief. Smiley wanders back into the smoldering building and hangs one of his pictures on what is left of Saul's wall of fame. The next day, after an argument with Tina, Mookie returns to Saul's. Sal feels that Mookie had betrayed him, but Mookie demands his weekly pay. The two men argue and cautiously reconcile, and Sal finally pays Mookie. Mr. Senior Love Daddy, a local DJ, dedicates a song to Radio Rahim. The film ends with two quotations that express different views about violence, one by Martin Luther King Jr. and one by Malcolm X. It fades to a photograph of two leaders shaking hands. Prior to the credits, Lee dedicates the film to the families of the six victims of brutality or racial violence. Eleanor Bumpers, Michael Griffith, Arthur Miller Jr., Edmund Perry, Yvonne Smallwood, and Michael Stewart. The original script of Do the Right Thing ended with a stronger reconciliation between Mookie and Sal than Lee used in the film. In this version, Sal's comments to Mookie are similar to the mayor's earlier comments in the film and hint at some common ground, and perhaps Sal's understanding of why Mookie tried to destroy his restaurant. Lee campaigned for Robert De Niro to play Sal, the pizzeria owner, but De Niro had to decline due to prior commitment. Aiello eventually played Sal and his son, Rick, played Gary Long, a police officer who kills Radio Rahim. The character of Smiley was not in the original script, but was created by Roger Smith, who was pestering Lee for a role in the film. We're going to take a short ad break here and then get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad. Now back to the show. Four of the cast members were stand-up comedians, Martin Lawrence, Steve Park, Steve White, and Robin Harris. Lee originally wanted none to play the role of Mr. Senior Love Daddy, but later recast him as Radio Rahim. The acting couple, Ossie Davis and Ruby Dee, were friends of Lee's father, Bill. They were cast as mother, sister, and the mayor. Perez was cast as Mookie's love interest, Tina, after Lee saw her dancing at a Los Angeles nightclub. Perez decided to take the part because her sister lived four blocks from the set. She had never been in a film before and became upset during the filming of Radio Rahim's death Scene. film was shot entirely on Stuyvesant Avenue between Quincy Street and Lexington Avenue in Bedford-Stuyvesant neighborhood of Brooklyn. The street's color scheme was altered by the production design, who used a great deal of red and orange paint to convey the sense of a heat wave. The Korean grocery store and Sal's Pizzeria were built from scratch on two empty lots. The pizzeria was fully functional, and the actors cooked pizzas in the oven. During the filming, the neighborhood's crack dealers threatened the film crew for disturbing their business there. Lee hired Fruit of Islam members to provide security. Jackson later revealed that he spent much of his time on set sleeping, as he has no scenes outside. Both Siskel and Ebert ranked the film as the best of 1989 and later each ranked it as one of the top 10 films of the decade, number 6 for Siskel and number 4 for Ebert. Ebert later added the film to his list of the greatest movies of all time. After release, many viewers protested its content. Some columnists opined that the film could incite black audiences to riot. Lee criticized white reviewers in turn for suggesting that black audiences were incapable of restraining themselves while watching a fictional motion picture. In a 2014 interview, Lee said, it still bugs the shit out of me, calling the remarks outrageous, egregious, and I think racist, he said. I don't remember people saying they were going to come out of theaters killing people after they watch Arnold Schwarzenegger films. An open question near the end of the film is whether Mookie does the right thing, when he throws the garbage can through the window inciting the riot that destroys Sal's pizzeria. Some critics have interpreted Mookie's actions as an action that saves Sal's life by redirecting the crowd's anger away from Sal to his property, and others say it was an irresponsible encouragement to an act of violence. The quotations by two major black leaders used at the end of the film provide no answers. One advocates nonviolence, the other advocates armed self-defense in response to oppression. Spike Lee has remarked that only white viewers ask him if Mookie did the right thing. Black viewers do not ask the question. Lee believes the key point is that Mookie was angry at the wrongful death of Radio Rahim, stating that viewers who question the riot are explicitly failing to see the difference between damage of property and the death of a black man, something we inexplicably still see to this day. Lee has been 
been criticized for his representation of women. For example, Bell Hooks said that he wrote black women in the same objectifying way that white male filmmakers write their characters of white women. Rosie Perez, who was in an acting role for the first time as Tina in Do the Right Thing, said later that she was very uncomfortable with doing the nude scenes in the film. In June 2006, Entertainment Weekly magazine placed Do the Right Thing at number 22 on the list of the most 25 most controversial movies ever. The film score, composed and partially performed by jazz musician Bill Lee, father of Spike Lee, the soundtrack was successful, reaching the number 11 spot on the top R&B and hip-hop album charts and peaking at number 68 on the Billboard 200. On the hot R&B and hip-hop singles and tracks chart, the Perry track, Feels So Good, reached the 51st spot while Public Enemies Fight the Power reached number 20. And guys, My Fantasy went all the way up to the top spot. My Fantasy also reached number 6 on the hot dance music maxi single sales chart and 62 on the Billboard's Hot 100. Fight the Power also charted high on the Hot Dance Music chart, peaking at number 3 and topped the Hot Rap Singles chart. In 1990, the film was parodied in a sketch on In Living Color. Many television series have parodied the trash can scene, including The Boondocks and Bob's Burgers. In at least 2006 film Inside Man, the police provide Sal's pizza to the hostage. The scene where Buggin' Out confronts the white Celtics fan about scuffing his Air Jordans is parodied in the music video for the 2008 Nelly song Stepped on My Jays. In 2016, Air Jordan released a special Radio Raheem sneaker based on the colors of the shirt that he was wearing in the film. In 2014, the 25th anniversary of the film, Barack and Michelle Obama praised the film. They went to see it together on their first date. This was later referenced in the 2016 film, Southside With You, where Barack discusses Mookie's motives with a white colleague after seeing the film. In the second season of the Netflix series, She's Gotta Have It, based on the film of the same name, Rosie Perez returns to portray Tina once more, and it is revealed that not only only is she the mother of Mars Blackman, who is played by Anthony Ramos, but that Mookie is Blackman's biological father. Mookie makes another appearance in the 2012 film Red Hook Summer, where he is shown delivering pizzas. According to Lee, Sal took the insurance money from his burned pizzeria and reopened the restaurant in Red Hook. He then rehired Mookie, agreeing to include black celebrities on his wall of fame. Spike Lee is a legendary writer and filmmaker. Again, please go watch this film as it still resonates today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. Please like, subscribe, and leave a review if possible. Thank you.